said this is going to be funded through ARPA? There is a portion of, of, I'm sure what Amy's doing, she's given them a portion of what was allocated out of ARPA that has come there in there, but it's essentially it's coming out of the, out of the, uh, out of the funds of, of Parks and Rec. I'm sure that's, that's what you've got. That's so the it's, direct fund. it's yeah. direct fund. So yeah. essentially we're problem. adding a park and adding a yearly 30 something thousand dollars to yes. the park budget. Okay, when I heard this the other night, uh, they did wind up approving it. And this is Jen Brer asking the question of uh, Adrian Stills, the parks director for uh, City of Pensacola. This is over the tech park. All right, remember we talked with the mayor last week about how uh, there was some folks that wanted to be able to use the tech park for soccer practices, and it's sitting vacant for 100,000 years or whatever, um, you know, unfortunately. And uh, so, sure, why not? Uh, but it turns out, in order to make that possible, you got to put in a bunch of different things like making sure the balls don't go in the street and putting up netting and, you know, got to maintain it and all of that. So, estimate $30,000 in order to provide an extra field for practice. And that caught my attention, too. Like, that seems like a lot. To just, you know, suddenly throw into the budget. Joining us now, we have Mayor Grover Robinson, Mayor of the City of Pensacola. Mr. Mayor, welcome back to the Pensacola Morning News, sir. Good morning. Glad to be back. And I am standing in the sun today, but not the shade because it's a little cool. It is a beautiful day, but it's definitely a little cool. Winter came early. Most definitely. Um, yes, from I mean, our standpoint, we I mean, again, we do that all the time. Parks are, are parks, and we know them. Let me also explain to you something else. Uh, the PEDC is 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 the entity. That's the Pensacola Scandia Development Corporation. They were paying those expenses. You know who pays the expenses of the PEDC? The city of Pensacola and uh, Scandia County. So, uh, you know, I mean, we, we simply took the expenses from one entity, which we pay, so maybe in a sense you could say yes, maybe we're paying twenty thousand because we're paying a Scamby County share. Um, but essentially it's the same thing. But the issue is, I mean, you gotta you gotta pay to have places for us to uh, play and different other stuff. And I mean, I think the amenity, uh, I think we'll see a lot of people using that uh, more than just soccer. Uh, I think you'll see other people using that 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 stuff and the. the the netting and the other things we get are simply things that we can transfer to another park if we don't have those things at that particular park. So, okay. And, 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 and I think that's a fair, that's a fair point about the PEC about you know how they were paying it already and so this is money just going to come a little bit more higher share from but yeah, from the city. I appreciate that perspective. Is my one question though is is this just for like one team? Is it an adult team? Is it a youth team? Is there multiple teams? What's who's actually going to be using it? Oh. oh. <laughs> The a youth team requested it, but okay. again, our fields are open for anything that could be that could be there. There are other people that have been. We've had lacrosse people ask. We've had a number of people ask. The problem that we have is the fields that we currently have. Every park we have right now, we are we are stretched with some type of uh, practice going on in it, which isn't normal for those kind of fields. But I mean, that's what they're, that's what they're there for. So, I mean, we have stuff going on in every single area. Uh, to an extent, this is now just a downtown practice facility. Um, I think you'll see it uh, utilized by a number of people will take advantage of the opportunity to, to go practice there. Okay. Um, essentially, yes, we take care of the mowing, but, but PEDC was already doing the mowing. So it's not like any, it's not like a, a new expense that's there. Um, I think it's just the amenities you've got to provide for the public, and that we have a growing public that demands more space 
and more opportunity to uh, play sports. Yeah, no, and that's true. And uh, that was a point that, um, you know, Director Stills very clearly made is that, you know, we're bursting at the seams. Uh, even though we just made a soccer complex, you know, we're still like it's ever growing. It's like we can't make pickleball courts and, and uh, soccer fields fast enough to keep up with the growing demand. Which brings me to a different question. I don't know whether you've been paying a lot of attention to the transition team meetings for, um, uh, you know, Mayor-elect Reeves, but one of the things that came up in the last one was a conversation about, you know, trying somehow or other to re- revitalize the push to make schools open up their athletic facilities and playgrounds and things like this so that the public can use them. I am 100% on board with this. I have been saying this for years. I don't know whether that can be done around the state, but I know you're leaving office, but is that something that you would see as helping this problem? You know, it, it, it certainly is, is available, but you're talking about a different jurisdiction and the different stuff there. Of course. You already are a citizen. If you're attending the transition team, why don't you go to a school board meeting and, and ask them? I mean, at this point, Fair. the school has not been interested in opening their properties, but they are your properties as a public citizen. And I would say they would respond better to probably you going there and talking to them and asking them. But they have their own set of problems, and I don't, I don't get involved in their business. It's like the... The whole thing, I know you wanted to discuss what's going on with the pipes, and I keep trying to remind people, the city of Pensacola doesn't run sewer pipes. We are working diligently to find solutions uh, to sewer stuff. But there is an active community board that has elected leadership uh, that does that. And if, you, if you're concerned with them, I mean, I would, I would certainly go to them. I, you know, we're in, the, we're in the press conference, and Jeremy keeps asking me questions about ECUA, and I'm like, I can't answer for ECUA, but <laughs> yeah. they are something you can go to them and talk to them and ask them those questions. Um, I mean, we're trying to work with it. We are partnering with our partners, uh, and I think we are making success. I mean, I think the, the Garter Street discovery, while while an unde- unconventional discovery, was a really good thing, um, and it's probably going to allow us to significantly shut down a, a pretty significant source of the I – mean, it's not 100% of what we had problems with, but I would say it's a pretty significant source, seeing that we had an open sewer uh, under garden that nobody knew about. J- just don't repeat ever the phraseology that we've solved a big chunk of the problem, okay? That- <laughs> <laughs> no, I agree with you. I, I That was the next topic I was going to ask you about. Um, but more, it's I, I think this is a huge win. It's a lucky win. It's the byproduct of things that we didn't necessarily intend. But, you know, you go to fix a, you know, sinkhole or whatever, or, you know, problem pavement. And, and what you find is, oh, my God, we found the source of at least a substantial source of the contamination and sewage going out to Bruce Beach that we've been looking for for all this time. That, to me, seems like a big win, whether we plan to get there or not. No, I, you know, I feel the same way. And I think part of that happens because we are working together jurisdictionally. But I think that happens through mutual respect and, and working. I'm not going to tell ECUA or school board what to do, but I am going to say we have a community problem. It, you and I are both part of it. Let's partner and work together. And I think that's what we've done uh, with this whole Bruce Beach thing and what we've been able to move forward. And I, I, I think I think that shouldn't be lost in the work that, that Bruce and I have been able to at least establish and get, get things moving, uh, which didn't happen under prior administrations and prior leadership. Um, so, I, you know, at least from that standpoint, we are 
we are getting some things done. Bruce being Bruce Woody, the ECUA Executive Director. We're talking to Grover correct, Robinson, correct. Uh, the mayor of the city of Pensacola. Mayor, hang on for just a second. Let's get traffic on the fives from Candy Cullerton. Hey, uh, old Corey Field in New Warrington Road showing an accident. No roadblock this morning. And certainly remember uh, road work on Chemstrand between 9 and 10 mile. You can text 437-1620 if you see that slowdown or accident. I'm Candy Cullerton with your traffic on the fives. Thanks so much, Candy. Back to Mayor Grover Robinson. One of the things you mentioned in your press conference, it had kind of come out that the airport escalators and I guess elevators to some degree you correct me if i'm wrong are not working or not working well uh this is not good um but why is it because it seems like the airport is thriving and bustling we can't build parking spaces fast enough why is there not money for it i mean what's the issue well here's the deal andrew and our issue is we don't want to go in there and totally replace everything that's in there because what happens if in the new decision you decide, hey, this, it's sort of a two-part issue, too. Because if, if in doing designing the new terminal, you decide, hey, you know what? We need a bigger entrance area. Those things are too close to the entrance. We probably need to take out both the escalator and the elevator site and move them and create a better space because we're getting more people. And you don't want these choke points that we're already beginning to see because, because our space is built for a much smaller load. And now we've got everything taken it up. So probably what you're going to do is you're going to come in and rip all that out. And now you've spent uh, you know, a considerable amount of money to go in there and put in all new things that you're just going to rip out in five years. It's the kind of stuff that people get frustrated with. They're like, why'd you do this? And then turn around and build this new road and then totally cut through it and put something else in there. Why don't you do it all at the same time? So not only that, but the money that you would spend on replacing the elevators and escalators is money that you plan to use when you go to build your new terminal. So it is a case of the new terminal it has to happen. I mean, we are simply busting at the seams. Uh, we are, there are some solutions. Uh, Matt's going to come to council, I think, next Monday okay. uh, and wants to at least brief council on what they are. And I, I certainly can come to my press conference and uh, brief everybody what those are. But, I mean, that's, that's some things we want to talk about. We do have some solutions. But, again, it, the, the overall scheme of it is we need a new terminal. Um, okay. And that's what we told we were in a meeting Friday with, uh, with, with DOT, and we, we were like, you just, you've got to get this planning money to us, get this moving. Uh, and so when the, when the infrastructure money, we expect to be here in about another 12 to 18 months, we expect that uh, we could turn around and get a terminal built and uh, really, really enhance the lives of people in northwest Florida, especially so, so I get all of that, and that makes sense to me that you don't want to have to, you know, redo what you've fixed now in a couple of years when we put the new terminal in based on how we reconfigure the airport for that. But what I also hear there is I'm concerned that there's a, well, we just might not have escalators for a couple of years. That doesn't no, seem like a viable we're alternative. Escalators. We're going to have escalators. We're going to have elevators. We're, we, we have some solutions that, that cost less money been putting all brand new ones in, okay. uh, but we're working through it. And the biggest problem we have, though, with the escalators is they are just old. And so and so finding the parts is becoming harder and harder. But for us, we think we have a solution that, uh, again, I think I'll be happy to get Matt to the, to uh, to illuminate uh, next Monday. Matt, Matt Coughlin, airport director, for people who don't yeah. know. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Okay, well, no, fair enough. And, you know, I mean, I, I know to some degree you can look and say, well, why wasn't it maintained better along the way? But when you've got, you know, ancient machinery, it's, it can definitely be hard to find those parts. And as you say, making that decision between maintain the old versus put in the new. 
I will remind you that now would have been just the time, and typically in October would be the time right now that we would be doing more of that maintenance and other stuff. No, we can't season. do it. We're we're slammed full. We're slammed now as we used to be in summer months 10 years ago. Hmm. Yeah, no, the airport is, I mean, it's really, really uh, fast-paced all the time, year over year. Mayor Robinson, as always, thank you for the time. Uh, City of Pensacola, Mayor Grover Robinson, we'll talk to you again next week, sir. Talk to you later. Thank you very much, Andrew. Appreciate it. Absolutely. 749 on News Radio 923. I'm Andrew McKay. It's Pensacola Morning News. If you've got a plumbing issue, Barberry plumbing, leak, drip, weird sound in the wall, low temperature, low pressure, whatever the problem is, 